听，鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to Morse Read。欢迎您来到轻松调频美文阅读 ，More to Read， 我是沈听。让我们在这里一起听美文，学英语。今天我们将会听到中国明代著名思想家王阳明的一句话，苏格兰诗人卡罗尔·安达菲的一首诗歌《Valentine》（情人节）。最后，让我们继续来读英国哲学家伯特兰·罗素所写的关于弗朗西斯·培根的一篇文章。用文字抒发感情，用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote。凡名不得，行不去，须反在自心上体当。王阳明。Whenever one does not understand a thing or cannot put it into practice, one must return to oneself and, in his own mind, try to realize it personally. Wang Yangming. Wang Yangming, born in 1472, died in 1529. 字伯安，别号杨明，浙江绍兴府余姚县人，今属宁波余姚。因曾注释于会稽山杨明洞，自号杨明子。学者称之为杨明先生，名守仁，亦称王守仁。王阳明是明代著名的思想家、文学家、哲学家和军事家，陆王心学之集大成者。精通儒家、道家、佛家。王阳明曾历任刑部主事、贵州龙场一城、庐陵知县、六千都御史、南赣巡抚、两广总督等职。晚年官至南京兵部尚书、都察院左都御史，因平定陈豪之乱军功而被封为新建伯。隆庆年间追赠新建侯，谥文成，故后人又称。王文成功，王阳明与孔子、孟子、朱熹并称为孔孟诸王。他的学说思想王学，又称阳明学，是明代影响最大的哲学思想。其学术思想传至日本、朝鲜半岛以及东南亚，立德立言于一身，成就冠绝有名一代。弟子极众，世称姚江学派。其文章博大昌达。行末间有俊爽之气。凡名不得，行不去，须反在自心上体当。王阳明。Whenever one does not understand a thing or cannot put it into practice, one must return to oneself and in his own mind. Try to realize it personally. Wang Yangming. More to read. 
双眼，静静聆听，敞开心扉，慢慢品味。Poem of the day。Valentine, Carol and Duffy. Not a red rose, or a satin heart. I give you an onion. It is a moon, wrapped in brown paper. It promises light, like the careful undressing of love. Here. It will blind you with tears, like a lover. It will make your reflection a wobbling photo of grief. I am trying to be truthful, not a cute card or a kissogram. I give you an onion. Its fierce kiss will stay on your lips. Possessive and faithful, as we are, for as long as we are. Take it. Its platinum loops shrink to a wedding ring. If you like, lethal. Its scent will cling to your fingers, cling to your knife. Carol安·达菲，不是红玫瑰，也非绸缎心。我送你一颗洋葱，一支用褐色纸包裹的月亮。它承诺光，如小心的脱去爱的衣裳。这不，它会用泪水让你失明，像一位爱人。会将你的视线反射成一张颤动的悲伤的相片我尽量做到真实而非一张可爱的卡片或一个电报亲吻我送你一支洋葱它辛辣的吻将留在你的唇上霸道而又忠贞像我们一样只要我们长久如一收下吧它的铂金圈将缩成一枚婚戒假如你喜欢具致命性它的气味将附着于你的手指附着于你的刀我们刚才听到的这首诗歌 Valentine,情人节,出自苏格兰诗人卡罗尔安达菲。英文版本由Mark 
卡罗尔·安达菲是苏格兰诗人、作家，他于1995年获得关佐勋章，并于2002年获得司令勋章。现在他是曼彻斯特都会大学的当代诗歌教授，同时他更是英国皇室的御用诗人及著名的桂冠诗人。他于2009年至2019年担任这一职位，是首位担任这一职位的女性诗人。作为当代重要的英语女诗人，卡罗尔·安达菲已经出版了六本诗集，获得多种奖项。1985年，她出版了第一本诗集《站立的裸女》（Standing Female Nude）， 受到普遍赞赏。1987年出版《出售曼哈顿》（Selling Manhattan）。1990年出版《另一个国度》（The Other Country）。1993年出版了《Baby 时刻》（Meantime）， 获得英国著名的两项诗歌大奖。威特布赖德和前进奖最佳诗集奖。1999年出版《世界之妻》（The World's Wife）， 获得美国的佛斯特奖。Not a red rose or a satin heart. I give you an onion. It is a moon wrapped in brown paper. It promises light, like the careful undressing of love. Here, it will blind you with tears, like a lover. It will make your reflection a wobbling photo of grief. I am trying to be truthful, not a cute card or a kissogram. I give you an onion. Its fierce kiss will stay on your lips, possessive and faithful, as we are. For as long as we are, take it. Its platinum loops shrink to a wedding ring. If you like, lethal. Its scent will cling to your fingers, cling to your knife. Beauty of words. 在上一期节目中，我们一起读了英国哲学家伯特兰·罗素所写的一篇关于弗朗西斯·培根的文章。今天，我们继续来把这篇文章读完。伯特兰·罗素是英国著名的哲学家、数学家、逻辑学家、历史学家、文学家，也是分析哲学的主要创始人。世界和平运动的倡导者和组织者，他不仅在哲学、逻辑和数学上成就显著，在教育学、社会学、政治学和文学等许多领域也都颇有建树。好，那么接下来我们就接着来读由伯特兰·罗素所写的这篇介绍弗朗西斯·培根的文章。中文版本由轻松调频的主持人念希为您朗读，由马元德翻译。Francis Bacon。
by Bertrand Russell. 弗朗西斯·培根，波特兰，罗素。One of the most famous parts of Bacon's philosophy is his enumeration of what he calls idols, by which he means bad habits of mind that cause people to fall into error. Of these, he enumerates five kinds. Idols of the tribe are those that are inherent in human nature. He mentions, in particular, the habit of expecting more order in natural phenomena than is actually to be found. Idols of the cave are personal prejudices, characteristic of the particular investigator. Pagan 哲学中一个最出名的部分，就是他列举出他所谓的幻象。他用幻象来指让人陷于谬误的种种坏心理习惯。他举出四种幻象：种族幻象是人性当中固有的幻象。他特别提到指望自然现象中有超乎实际可循的秩序这种习惯。洞窟幻象是个别研究者所特有的私人成见。Idols of the marketplace are those that have to do with the tyranny of words and the difficulty of escaping from their influence over our minds. Idols of the theatre are those that have to do with received systems of thought. Of these, naturally, Aristotle and the scholastics afforded him the most noteworthy instances. Lastly, there are idols of the schools, which consist in thinking that some blind rule. Such as the syllogism can take the place of judgment in investigation. 市场幻象是关乎语言虐制人心、心意难摆除话语影响的幻象。剧场幻象是与公认的思想体系有关系的幻象。在这些思想体系当中，不待说亚里士多德和经验哲学家的思想体系就成了他最值得注意的实例。这些都是学者们的错误，就是以为某个现成死套，例如三段论法，在研究当中能代替判断。Although science was what interested Bacon, and although his general outlook was scientific, he missed most of what was being done in science in his day. He rejected the Copernican theory, which was excusable so far as Copernicus himself was concerned. Since he did not advance any very solid arguments, but Bacon ought to have been convinced by Kepler, whose new astronomy appeared in 1609. Bacon appears not to have known of the work of Vesalius, the pioneer of modern anatomy, or of Gilbert, whose work on magnetism brilliantly illustrated inductive method. 尽管培根感兴趣的正是科学。尽管他的一般见解也是科学的，他却忽略了当时科学中大部分正进行的事情。他否定哥白尼学说，只就哥白尼本人讲，这还情有可原，因为哥白尼并没提出多么牢靠的议论。但是开普勒的新天文学发表在1609年，开普勒总该让培根信服才对。吉尔伯特对磁性的研究是归纳法的光辉范例，培根对他倒赞赏。然而，他似乎根本不知道
，近代解剖学的先驱维萨留斯的成绩。Still more surprising, he seemed unconscious of the work of Harvey, although Harvey was his medical attendant. It is true that Harvey did not publish his discovery of the circulation of the blood until after Bacon's death, but one would have supposed that Bacon would have been aware of his researches. Harvey had no very high opinion of him, saying he writes philosophy like a Lord Chancellor. No doubt Bacon could have done better if he had been less concerned with worldly success. 出人意料的是，哈维。是他的私人医生，而他对哈维的工作好像也茫然不知。固然，哈维在培根死后才公布他的血液循环发现，但是人们总以为培根会知道他的研究活动的。哈维不很高看培根，说他像个大法官似的写哲学。假使培根原来对功名利禄不那么关切，他当然。Bacon's inductive method is faulty through insufficient emphasis on hypothesis. He hoped that mere orderly arrangement of data would make the right hypothesis obvious, but this is seldom the case. As a rule, the framing of hypothesis is the most difficult part of scientific work, and the part where great ability is indispensable. So far, no method has been found which would make it possible to invent hypotheses by rule. Usually, some hypothesis is a necessary preliminary to the collection of facts, since the selection of facts demands some way of determining relevance. Without something of this kind, the mere multiplicity of facts is baffling. Pagan's derivation, 以致带有缺点。培根希望仅只把观察资料加以系统整理，正确假说就会显明毕露，但事实很难如此。一般讲，设假说是科学工作中最难的部分，也正是少不得大本领的部分。迄今为止，还没有找出方法能够按定规创造假说。通常有某种的假说是收集事实的必要先决条件，因为在对事实的选择上，要求有某种方法确定事实是否与题有关。离了这种东西，单指一大堆事实就让人束手无策。The part played by deduction in science is greater than Bacon supposed. Often, when a hypothesis has to be tested. There is a long deductive journey from the hypothesis to some consequence that can be tested by observation. Usually, the deduction is mathematical, and in this respect, Bacon underestimated the importance of mathematics in scientific investigation. 演绎在科学中起的作用比培根想的要大。当一个假说必须验证时。从这假说到某个能由观察来验证的结论，往往有一段漫长的演绎程序。这种演绎通常是数理推演，所以在这点上，培根低估了数学在科学研究中的重要性。The problem of induction by simple enumeration remains unsolved to this day. 
Bacon was quite right in rejecting simple enumeration, where the details of scientific investigation are concerned. For in dealing with details, we may assume general laws on the basis of which, so long as they are taken as valid, more or less cogent methods can be built up. John Stuart Mill framed four canons of inductive method, which can be usefully employed so long as the law of causality is assumed. But this law itself, he had to confess, is to be accepted solely on the basis of induction by simple enumeration. 单纯枚举归纳问题到今天依旧是悬案，涉及科学研究的细节，培根排斥单纯枚举归纳，这完全正确，因为在处理细节的时候，我们可以假定一般法则，只要认为这种法则妥善，就能够以此为基础建立起来多少还比较有利的方法。约翰·斯图亚特·穆勒设出归纳法四条规范，只要假定因果律成立，四条规范都能用来有效。但是穆勒也得承认，因果律本身又完全在单纯枚举归纳的基础上才信得过。The thing that is achieved by the theoretical organization of science is the collection of All subordinate inductions into a field that are very comprehensive, perhaps only one. Such comprehensive inductions are confirmed by so many instances that it is thought legitimate to accept, as regards them, an induction by simple enumeration. This situation is profoundly unsatisfactory, but neither Bacon nor any of his successors have found a way out of it. 科学的理论组织化所做到的事情，就是把一切下级的归纳归拢成少数很概括的归纳，也许只有一个。这样的概括的归纳，因为被许多的事例所证实，便认为就他们来讲，何当承认单纯枚举归纳？这种事态真不如意到极点。但是，无论培根或他的任何后继者。都没从这局面中找到一条出路。Francis Bacon by Bertrand Russell. One of the most famous parts of Bacon's philosophy is his enumeration of what he calls idols, by which he means bad habits of mind that cause people to fall into error. Of these, he enumerates five kinds. Idols of the tribe are those that are inherent in human nature. He mentions, in particular, the habit of expecting more order in natural phenomena than is actually to be found. Idols of the cave are personal prejudices, characteristic of the particular investigator. Idols of the marketplace are those that have to do with the tyranny of words and the difficulty of escaping from their influence over our minds. Idols of the theatre are those that have to do with received systems of thought. Of these, naturally, Aristotle and the scholastics afforded him the most noteworthy instances. Lastly, there are idols of the schools, which consist in thinking that some blind rule. Such as the syllogism can take the place of judgment in investigation. 
Although science was what interested Bacon, and although his general outlook was scientific, he missed most of what was being done in science in his day. He rejected the Copernican theory, which was excusable so far as Copernicus himself was concerned, since he did not advance any very solid arguments. But Bacon ought to have been convinced by Kepler, whose new astronomy appeared in 1609. Bacon appears not to have known of the work of Vesalius, the pioneer of modern anatomy. Or of Gilbert, whose work on magnetism brilliantly illustrated inductive method. Still more surprising, he seemed unconscious of the work of Harvey, although Harvey was his medical attendant. It is true that Harvey did not publish his discovery of the circulation of the blood until after Bacon's death, but one would have supposed that Bacon would have been aware of his researches. Harvey had no very high opinion of him. Saying he writes philosophy like a Lord Chancellor, no doubt Bacon could have done better if he had been less concerned with worldly success. Bacon's inductive method is faulty through insufficient emphasis on hypothesis. He hoped that mere orderly arrangement of data would make the right hypothesis obvious, but this is seldom the case. As a rule. The framing of hypotheses is the most difficult part of scientific work, and the part where great ability is indispensable. So far, no method has been found which would make it possible to invent hypotheses by rule. Usually, some hypothesis is a necessary preliminary to the collection of facts, since the selection of facts demands some way of determining relevance. Without something of this kind. The mere multiplicity of facts is baffling. The part played by deduction in science is greater than Bacon supposed. Often, when a hypothesis has to be tested, there is a long deductive journey from the hypothesis to some consequence that can be tested by observation. Usually, the deduction is mathematical, and in this respect. Bacon underestimated the importance of mathematics in scientific investigation. The problem of induction by simple enumeration remains unsolved to this day. Bacon was quite right in rejecting simple enumeration, where the details of scientific investigation are concerned. For in dealing with details, we may assume general laws on the basis of which, so long as they are taken as valid, more or less cogent methods can be built up. John Stuart Mill framed four canons of inductive method, which can be usefully employed so long as the law of causality is assumed. But this law itself, he had to confess, is to be accepted solely on the basis of induction by simple enumeration. The thing that is achieved by the theoretical organization of science is the collection of all subordinate inductions into a field that are very comprehensive, perhaps only one. Such comprehensive inductions are confirmed by so many instances that it is thought legitimate to accept, as regards them, an induction by simple enumeration. This situation is profoundly unsatisfactory. But neither Bacon nor any of his successors have found a way out of it.
感谢您收听今天的美文阅读节目。您也可以通过云听 App 在线实时收听美文阅读以及轻松调频的其他节目，并随时聆听节目回放。今天的节目就到这儿，我是沈听，我们明天见。